All right, here we go. Do it was none of that recorded. None of that was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start the podcast! At least I caught it like seven minutes. That's in. hilarious. <laughs> um, you know what we're gonna do too? It's get a little toasty in here. Hold on, we're gonna. By the way, Poundtown Podcast, Will Bridge, Brian Kenny. Let's see how long this cord is. We are presented by Barstool Sports. We are powered by. Yeah, you can really travel with that live uh, mixtapes. Oh. That's. Is that Samsung? That is my uh, washer unit. I don't know. Yeah. Let, me see the, let me see the brand. Hold on, I'm pretty right sure back. it is, but I think my parents have that same one. I know it plays the same little, little ditty, that jaunty little tune. Oh, it's an LG shit. An LG. Mine's a Samsung. So yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we're, pre- well, we're presented by Barcelona Sports. Shout out to Live Mixtape. Shout out to Movo Photo. Sorry, Movo, you got a great commercial on the thing that didn't make it. So yeah, not doing. We it were again. just singing your praises you know, about how bad you fucked up by just giving us a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ROI on that investment with us is zero. <laughs> Nothing came back your way. I'm Definitely sure. lost money. Yeah, um, but if you're watching, but it's on fantastic. YouTube, like, it, yeah, it's it is all stuff. very nice shit. Yeah, if you're if you're thinking like, hey man, I listen to this podcast all the time and I can do better. Two things: a, you're probably right. And B, uh, you should just go to Movo. It's like the same level stuff, but a way cheaper price. Yeah. Even though these are 75 a pop. So I Yeah, mean, I mean, you're going to be spending money. We didn't have to spend money, so suck our dicks. Yeah, but. exactly. You might be better at podcasting, but we got free microphones. Yep, so. we got free ones. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, we are in my living room. Because the farm is just, Thursdays are just untenable up there. We just... Man, we're just... Might as well be singing karaoke. Walking through the same footprints in the snow here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just going to gloss over it this time. <laughs> that was a great conversation. We started yeah. talking about bourbon. We were, we were doing great. Talking about my brother-in-law, Eric, loving bourbon and Wellers, and uh, my mom starting to love bourbon. It's, Your mom fun. stole a bunch of Pappy and a heist that's on Netflix, I yeah. think. Yeah. Or neither of them so just combined. I didn't know that this was a documentary. There's... Yeah. it's um. Let's see what the, what the name of this thing is. I um, saw one about this guy who was buying these super ultra expensive, rare old wines, and then he would drink them. And he would recreate the labels with like all sorts of chemicals to make them look aged. And then he was able to take cheap wine and just random shit. And like his palate was so sensitive that he would recreate the tastes like perfectly. He should be allowed to do that. That sounds <laughs> yeah. so hard. Yeah. He should be allowed to do that. I, I, I said give the guy a pass. That was amazing. Plus, fuck all those rich guys buying 1928 wines. Fuck you. You have no idea the taste difference. I no. mean, I do get it's like grapes. When you. When you drink, eat, smoke enough of something, you can taste subtle, slight differences between more so than other people. But if you tell me, I would love to blind taste test some of those people, give them some cheap wines, you know, maybe not like $12 wines, but let's get into like the the $25 wines and put up against like a $1,000 wine and see if they could pick out exactly which ones are which. I think they have a hard time. But again, I have no idea. All of it tastes like grape to me. It's just. I like wine. This tastes tastes like grapes. Carlo Rossi. Delicious. Not a wine guy. Uh, so that is actually on a, it's on a series called on Netflix called Heist. Okay, and it's a uh, Pappy Gate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, it's actually really really good. And uh, there was like officers involved, and like basically they would just keep all the bottles for themselves and their boys, and they made tons and tons of money off of it because Pappy's like crazy expensive. I don't know what's on the secondary market, but I think the secondary market is where it, it gets really really expensive. Yeah, yeah, hundred. That's what it is. With I think it's though. maybe like. A thousand to twelve hundred a bottle, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there, but I think it goes for like close to ten grand. Um, let's see. Buy Happy Van Winkle. Let's see what it says. Um, yeah, they're on a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred, depending on where you go. This fifteen year is uh twenty four hundred bucks. So I think I said this on the podcast before, but when I was in Vegas, 
there's a uh, celebration bottle. I can't remember what it is. I think it's Old Forester Celebration. Like I said, like I said in the part that we deleted, there's going to be bourbon people that are going to be screaming yeah. up there. And people fucking love it. I know. And they're like, these fucking idiots have no yeah. idea what they're talking about. Yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, but I was in Vegas and my buddy, we were at his house. Like He was having a little pool party. We were chilling, trying to let the alcohol and other substances get out of our system. And he was like, dude, do you want to try this bourbon? I'm like, yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, you know, it's a little hot, man. I don't know. He's like, it's like a $1,200 bottle of bourbon. I'm like, pour it up, baby. Yep. I, I don't care what it is. It was delicious. I will, any like even if it, I hate gin, I hate vodka. If you tell me it's that much, like yeah, let's try it. Yeah, bust it out. Yeah, you got to try it. Yeah. Right? Uh, Make me feel good about myself. Yeah, like, like I'm a rich boy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm running in the the correct circles. <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. But he bought. I guess like you buy it on the in the regular whatever. It's like a hundred and some bucks maybe. Mm-hmm. It's twelve hundred dollars. Now I'd say nothing's worth twelve hundred dollars a drink. Nothing. No. But as far as all the different bourbons, like my favorite ones, like E.H. Taylor's, uh, I think it's Single Barrel. Um, love that one. This was right there with all those. Fucking delicious. That shit better make me come if it, if it costs that much money. So there was a guy, I, I stopped at Westall's after, it was last Wednesday after the uh, podcast, was it Thursday, excuse me, after the podcast with Frank the Tank and them. So I stopped at Westall's in downtown Willoughby because it was right down the road. And um, they were doing a bourbon tasting. And it was like, I think it's Sky West bourbon. I'm just having to Google everything today. Fuck that guy. He's still in my Again, head. Again, back to our roots. Yeah. Um, I think it's Sky West Bourbon. Is that right? High West Bourbon. It still doesn't sound right. I don't know. It was a bourbon. And uh, there's a, <laughs> they did some tasting. It's out of Vegas. And this dude flew in for the tasting. He was doing like a tour of different tastings uh-huh. and shit to get, trying to get it on shelves. And I guess he's doing real well for himself. But I met him and he looked like Burt Reynolds had let himself really go. Like oh, it was like awesome. a fat Burt. He had like the big duster mustache. Yeah. A really gaudy, like almost snakeskin cowboy hat with a little rope with the bell on the front oh, of it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he was fucking awesome. He like, was like, call me the bandit. Yeah, he was. He had a really crazy name too. And he kept talking about his fans. He's like, you know, when I come to town, my fans want to know where I'm at. And I'm like, <laughs> I meant to look him up and I have no idea who the fuck he is. Is Burt Reynolds right? Smokey or the bandit? Which one is he? I've never seen it. He's uh, the bandit, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, the bandit drove a Trans Am, I believe. Yeah, I know that it was a Trans Am in the movie. I don't know. That's that's all I got. I think Sally Field is in it with him. I don't even know. I, mean, I know that name, but and the bandit. There's a second one too, apparently. By the way, we're gonna talk some sports. Burt Reynolds talk- is the bandit. Okay. He's bandit. I just know that they used to uh, they used to snitch on him through the CB radios. That's all I remember. My dad used to play that shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk some Browns. We're going to talk about, there's a documentary about Bishop Sycamore coming out. that looks fucking awesome. Uh, really interesting exchange between two people who just a year ago were doing battle out in the uh, in the media. NFL top 100. They've only gone down to what? 10 now? The top 10 or 11. Nine? 11, okay. Down to 11. Top 10 is coming. And then uh, there's some interesting shit going on in Cleveland that I have to bring up because I would like ran face first into it a couple weeks ago and I completely forgot about it, which is actually kind of wild, but we'll talk about that as well. But what is like an old school TV show like Smokey and the Bandit? Was that a movie or a TV show? It was a movie. Okay. Old school movie or something like that. That, like to me, that epitomizes an era of movies that I don't want to watch. You know what I mean? Like that would be the, the headlining feature of like a movie festival. would be like, I don't want to see any of that bullshit. <laughs> I don't care about like the old timey movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've never, I tried to watch Citizen Kane. I didn't give a shit about it. Um, I, I probably now that I'm an adult would appreciate that, but like all those old, old like singing in the rain kind of movies, I don't <laughs> give a fuck about that kind of movie. No. Um, although, like the, I think that the best, like I love It's a Wonderful Life around Christmas time, one of my all time favorites. But um, fine, fine movie. Seven Samurai 
is actually fucking amazing. I don't even know what that is. It is uh, Kurosawa is was like this Japanese director that made phenomenal movies. Like um, the the whole like rounding up the crew thing that like you see in a bunch of movies. Like that started with Seven Samurai. Oh, really? And it's like the Magnificent Seven is actually a remake Western version of Seven Samurai. Oh, okay. It's a really good movie. Um, the thing about old movies to me is the pacing is just so slow. And we have been now we are been trained for fast pacing movies. Yeah, and like I guess like early movies, like the way that people talk always throws me off. And I was watching um, what's the movie called Babylon. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And the, I just watched that too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. How about the rat eating scene? Crazy. Fucking. There's some really wild threw me ass, off. There's some really wild scenes in that movie. There really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I was liking it until like Toby Maguire came along and yeah. then the movie just was insane. After I mean, that. right out of the gate, some fat guy's getting pissed on by a, by a hooker. I like that part. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Margot Robbie's awesome on that too. That's She's the best. Yeah. Um, um, but like that, that like the way that they had to like dictate words, like the way that they had to speak for it to be caught properly. Yeah. It just, it made it sound ridiculous to me. That was a long movie too. That it was, was a long. It was movie. a very long movie. It was a good one. I, it took me three try three times. I kept stopping it, falling asleep. But it was a good movie. I liked it. By the way, Westles, August seventeenth. We already did this on the one we deleted, but um, Dave Flint headlining, Tim Cornette, Mickey Genosi, Brian Kenny, myself. August seventeenth. Go to the Westles Downtown Willoughby Facebook page. Look for the shitty flyer that Kevin makes every time, and then just send your money into the ether. And yeah, and there'll be food. And I promise to let you have some if you send your money into the ether. Just, yeah, send it out there. See I feel like, and they might be mad at us because I know they listen to the podcast, but I feel like you might not even have to send money. I think you, <laughs> I think you might be able to show up. Just rush the room like people do at Lollapalooza. Yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah. Badass. Do it when Tim Cornette's on stage. I feel like that's... <laughs> yeah, he, would, he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, an anarchist. Very, very funny people on this, uh, this one. Yeah. We've had some great shows, but I think this one has a chance to be the funniest yet. So be great. So yeah, August seventeenth. Go check that out. Browns tonight. Yeah, like in two hours, are gonna kick off their preseason with the Hall of Fame game against the Jets. In- intern Jake's been blowing me up all day to go down there and shoot content. I'm just he like, texted me too. Like, just dude, I don't think it's happening. Nah. Like, yeah, I don't think it's happening, buddy. I, nah. I just, I already don't like preseason football, and then I know that nobody worth a shit's gonna be playing in this game. Is there anybody you're excited to see? I got one guy that I'm excited to see, but that's it. It's not particularly, no. Uh, I want to see Jerome Ford. I, but I, there was, when I was reading earlier today, they didn't even know if he was actually going to play. Did they call really? he's for sure playing? I was listening to 92.3. They were talking about him. Okay. Well, then maybe he is. Yeah. What I was reading was before, you know, Stefanski basically said Mond is starting, and I'm not going to address any other positions because whatever. I know Jerome Ford was one of the guys who's kind of, but I can't imagine he's going to play much. No. Jerome, when Jerome Ford's getting the star treatment because he's basically locked in the backup running back role. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so I guess that's interesting, yeah. but I don't know. No, other than that, absolutely nothing. Bunch of guys that you'll never see again. Did you play any DFS for tonight or, or no. bet on it? No. Come on. Uh, you got to be a degenerate on this shit. No. I went straight bet and a DFS for tonight. Did you? Oh, hell yeah, I did. What do you got going in DFS? I wish I could tell you it's on my phone over there, but I have, uh, actually, hold on. I can't tell you. I can tell you for the Browns at least. Let's see. Browns depth chart. I have the, um, I know a couple. Uh, so, do I have I have taken a betting hiatus? 
Why you're getting smoked or what? I, I have not won one single. And again, they're all parlays. They're all lottery ticket parlays. But yeah. I haven't won one single bet this entire MLB, MLB season. Uh, I'm, I'm crushing. I just, I just, it's my earlier was easy. I bet Scherzer over six and a half strikeouts in the money line on Texas. Okay. But I parlayed that with the under tonight because seven of the last 10 Hall of Fame games have gone under and only two teams since 14 have gone over, have scored 20 or more points. So um, it's plus 280. So it's not the craziest parlay in the world, but not okay. bad. So I have uh, Zaire Mitchell Payton. Do you know who that is? No. He is the current fourth string tight end. Oh, okay, cool. So he's starting. All right. And uh, and I he, they're expecting him to get big minutes tonight, so that's good. Um, I also have. Did you go John, with uh, John Kelly Jr., who I thought was going to start oh, running always. back? Yeah. yeah. Um, the kid from UCLA. Did you put him at quarterback. I have him in there, yes. I would absolutely take not, him in there. I have actually I have him in my VIP spot. Okay. So I have him at the one and a half times points. Yeah. I can't tell you where I'm using this at because it's against the rules of Barstool, but I think you can figure it out. And uh, then I also I threw Zach Wilson in there just because I feel like he's going to play a half because he's got to prove something. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. I think he sucks ball sacks, but yeah, which is also why I took the under tonight because Zach Wilson's out there. You know, there's one pick getting thrown. That's for sure. Yep. Baby. And um, I don't remember who I picked from them, but it was just more like shot in the dark. I just kind of looked. I pulled up one of their beat reporters and who he said will get a lot of minutes, and I just picked one of those guys. All know. right. Maybe I'll fill out a lineup. We'll you see. You should. D-Gen shit, baby. If we need an extra person in ours, I'll send you over the link. You could jump in. All right. How it's much? Five bucks. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. And there's yeah. 15 people. It might be full by now, but earlier I think there was only like 12 people in. So, um, And then, like I said, I bet on tonight, too. I feel like betting on preseason is about as degenerate as you can get. I mean, and to like WNBA games. Yeah. Um. You know, well, there's people who make a lot of money betting on the WNBA. That's fucking bananas. People, <laughs> all the people that were like talking about women's tennis and watching it, it's like 6 a.m. when betting first became legal here. It's like, okay, you should, you should really think about some shit. <laughs> I, I had an idea to do a daily live podcast for a half hour and have an expert, quote unquote, on from something wild that you could bet on in the middle of the day. Like, whether it's like, um, what are those tournaments that they play over in Japan, <clears throat> the gaming tournaments? The, uh, Esports? Not, yeah, it's not World of Warcraft. What's the big one they all League play? of Legends. League of Legends. Those things go off overseas in the middle of the day all the time. There's got to be somebody out there who knows how to bet on these things. I figure <laughs> I'd just have them on, and then I just crack jokes while he... Go, Jin Yang, go! <laughs> while they try to tell you, you know, like, seriously, who you should be betting on. Or, like, overseas tennis or, like, cricket. Cricket's a good one. I know people bet on cricket out there. I mean, there's billions of people that fucking love cricket. I, I think cricket is fascinating. You ever seen people play it in person? In person, no. So where my son used to play baseball last year, the field next to them, all these Indian dudes would show up and play cricket all the time. They might be Pakistani. Both both those countries hate each other, love cricket. Interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know that's probably somewhat bigoted for me to just call them Indian people. So sorry about that. <laughs> that's They're all daisy people. You can yes. just throw it into that that term. What which does that It, it mean? sounds like it's a slur, but I used to work in... Uh, in an office that was mostly Indian and Pakistani people. So Indian, Pakistani, and Bangladeshi people are all called Desi people. I mean, they all look very similar. Are they like cool over here, or do they beef over here, too? I mean, I heard one of the more heated arguments I've ever fucking seen in person about which country has better melons. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I swear to God, they were fucking going at it about which country has grows better melons. I'm not talking tits talking the fruit <laughs> they were going bananas over it uh pun intended yep what who uh who do you think won like if you were 
you were a purchaser and you're about to make a large purchase of a uh, a container full of melons from one of those countries, who would you have went with? Going Pakistani. Going Pakistani. Going Pakistani. Cool. Back in the Pakis. Pakistani melons, baby. Yep. I've uh, stumbled into that porn category before. <laughs> it's pretty good. So Bishop Sycamore, remember the fake high school? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember them getting the fucking <laughs> doors blown off of them. 58 nothing IMG Academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on ESPN, there's a documentary. So exactly a year ago, HBO teased the documentary about it, uh-huh. but it was just a little tiny clip of the one interview with the coach. Okay. Now the full thing's out. They have a release date of August 23rd. It looks fucking awesome. You said it was going on HBO, though, HBO, right? HBO, yes. That's perfect. Yep, it's where it needs to be. They got the best shit. I yeah, love their do. documentaries. I, I totally get that Netflix and Prime, all these places are like now knee-deep in the documentary game, but no one does it like HBO. No, HBO's the best. By far. Yeah. And uh, especially something where there's like some corruption involved, which is, that's like a big part of it. It seems like how, this documentary is how much money's flooding into high school sports, so why people like this Ron Johnson guy have popped up where he's made a fake high school because there's so much money in it. They got a huge payday to be on ESPN. Yeah. And um, he had some wild lines in the in the trailer. Like, um, am I in jail? Am I did, I did I ever get indicted or anything? Okay, well, no, then I'm not a criminal. And then he's like, the other one was like, I might be the most honest liar I know. And then like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some wild lines in there. And uh, But I'm super hyped on it because I, yeah. like, there is no, first of all, fuck that guy. You know, those kids were like literally living in a hotel. They were promised they're going to be using Ohio State facilities, and then they played in a field outside of an apartment where some Ohio State players lived. That was that's <laughs> the facilities. That's like was their like practice field. They lived in a hotel and they kept getting evicted because he wasn't paying the bills. God damn! Kids were not eating. They didn't have food for him, so they were like having to go to the grocery store and shoplift to get food to eat at night. And damn. This is like fucked up. And if you also remember, there was like kids in their like early and mid twenties on the team who were like, oh yeah, way outside of yeah. eligibility, wild, and they were sharing helmets. There was no trainers. They were down to one, two coaches and one mom coaching this team. Jesus Christ. It sounds like the little giants. Yeah, exactly. Except so, so if, uh, what's the guy who was the coach in that? Rick Moranis. Yeah, if Rick, if Rick Moranis was just a grifting piece of shit, basically. <laughs> I would love that movie if they made little giants, but Rick Moranis was a grifting piece of shit. I would watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> then I think it would just end up being uh, Muddy Ducks, right? Because it like, it's <laughs> Gordon Bombay was, it was a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, no, I'm I'm hyped on it. But August 23rd, that comes out. Um, I couldn't, you know, it's funny. I was going back and looking at the highlights, and for some reason, I remembered as though they had like won some games and they just got blown out in that game. That's how they got exposed. They were getting their face kicked in all the time. Yeah, every, like every game. Awesome. They, I think they had like four wins, and they were over schools from other states that some of them weren't even sanctioned, and the other ones were like D six schools. You know what I mean? Dude, I miss last chance. Of you. That was a great show. Those two head coaches that they had on there were the biggest pieces of shit. Yep. They were horrible, horrible human beings. And they clearly did not know all that much about football. They were just good recruiters. Yep. Like their schemes seemed to be God awful, <laughs> but like they ended up getting top notch talent. That one guy has a really popular podcast now. The uh, crazy one who screams all the time and said some racist shit one time on. That's both. Okay, that's both. Of the, I don't remember the guy's name. He's got a really popular podcast. Whatever. The the guy who is from like Compton, the no, white the, guy from Compton. The other one. The other guy. Yeah, because okay. one was white, one was black, right? No, they were both white guys. Both white guys. The one. Are, uh, you know what? I think that. Huh, you know, I don't know. They on. both said some wild shit. They did. I, the one ended up having like a secret family. Um, but who doesn't? You know what I mean. But that was a really fun show to watch. I like that a lot. Those kids. It was fun to hilarious to watch it like these, you know, kids that were fucking up that went to big D1 schools like Florida State. And then all of a sudden they're going to like, what was it? 
Eastern Mississippi or like, you know, different yeah. tiny little towns. Eastern Mississippi Community College. Yeah. Um, the other one was like Independence Community yep. College. Let's see. Final season took place at Laney College in Oakland. I didn't watch that one, actually. The final season? Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Is that, is that a third team? Yeah, it was a third oh, team. Oh, I didn't here. watch that then. Um, Buddy Stevens, I think that may be the one. He's the one. The Jason guy is the... The, like that dude was fucking crazy. No, it is the Jason guy for sure. Where's he? Okay. At? Sometimes Wikipedia is so wildly organized. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah. Did you ever watch? There was a basketball one too. No. Yeah, I didn't like it as much. I didn't watch it. I don't know. If I want to watch something like that, I'll just go watch. Uh, fucking what is that uh, movie? It was like it was like Dangerous Minds meets a basketball team, and it had a. Uh, Coach from, Carter? The dude from Onyx in it. Was that Coach? It wasn't Coach Carter. It was a different one. Which one was uh, was the dude from Onyx? The one that Josh Womack said he ran into in a hotel and he was wearing all Onyx gear. I, I mean, I know who Onyx is. but what his name? He was in a basketball movie? Yeah, he was in a basketball movie. I'm really striking out today. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? I just wish I had a laptop. here. I've been watching things, Naked and Afraid. You ever watch that? So, dude, I never watched it, but when my grandma went super duper senile at the end, and she had no idea what was going on, she oh, was God. obsessed with Naked and Afraid. <laughs> she was obsessed with it. There was two things she loved: Naked and Afraid, and Rick Manning. And every time Rick Manning came on the TV, she'd be like, "He is so handsome." Oh yeah, he is so handsome. And then she was just love Naked and Afraid. Yeah, he could fuck Dennis Eckersley, the wife. Yeah, yeah, he did, right? Yeah, he did. Um, oh, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask Frank. And I yeah, forgot. we forgot about that one. Yeah. Well, so how do, is Nick and the Frey any good? Dude, it, it is crazy. And I'm like, I've never really been into it. And then all of a sudden I saw that there was kind of like this, this season on uh, HBO that was different than the rest. Cause typically it's them dropping people off into wilderness situations with they're completely naked. They might give them one or two tools and then they just have to see how long that they can survive out there. Okay. But this season is, it's called naked and afraid last one standing so it's like an actual competition to see who can last oh, out there. Okay. Yeah, and it's like the, there's this one guy named fucking Gary, and Gary is my dude. <laughs> Gary, everybody's like they like they, they they put like these uh like survival packages. Mm-hmm. They hide them and they give them a map, and they got to go find them. And they're like up in trees and like in parcels, and like the trees. Africa, they're in, they're in Africa, and everything Jesus. in Africa is is there to kill you. Yeah, and they like see the tree, and the tree oozes sap that is poisonous and will just fucking murder you. And then there's like some of the more poisonous snakes in the world there. And Gary's just like, I'll climb the fucking tree. I'll go. <laughs> Gary's reaching into like, apparently killer bees over there are a real thing and they're honeybees. So like our honeybees here, everybody mixes them up with yellow jackets who are the real dicks. And those are wasps, but honeybees like they don't do shit. They just make delicious honey and get flowers to grow. Yeah. They, they may sting you, but you have to do a lot to get stung. Uh, African honeybees can sing you to the point of killing you. And this dude's like, I'm the fucking bee whisperer. I'll go get that honey. And he's like chopping at this log with all these bees and they're flying around. Some are stinging him, but he gets all this honey out and like saves the day. Everybody's like starving. And like some people are ready to tap out. And he's like, nah, I got like five pounds of honey. Now I got everybody. (laughs) Gary's a wild man. Um, did you ever see outlast on Netflix? Uh, uh, Oh dude, if you like that, Watch out last. It's fucking wild. Okay. So they drop off. Are they nude? Uh, they're not nude. So That's disappointing. You don't get any moves out of the deal. You don't get to see any. Well, you see some man boobs, but a lot of butts. 
Good to see some butts. I do remember that from my grandma watching it, and I'd be like, "That's why your grandma liked it." Is, what the fuck are you watching, grandma? Um, so, so this is sixteen survivalists compete for a chance to win cash prize in the Alaskan wilderness. They just drop them off um, in the wilderness, and then they give them like competitions, and like, you can win things to help. Uh-huh. And you have like little teams. And every team has to have at least two people, and you can leave your team at any time. So people are trying to convince people to go to teams. It's fucking wild. Okay. It's really, really good. There are some grade A scumbags on the show. How quickly people turn into just complete animals is insane. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah. I love it's that like, part. yep, I don't give a fuck. And they're, you know, they're literally going hungry. There's like nothing to eat. They don't eat for days on end. They don't have any tools to fish and stuff. You don't win the competitions. The one at one point, the one team just like ransacks another site steals all their bedding and oh, all their shit. shit. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to freeze to death out there. Like, you either got to quit or come over to our team. They're like, damn, it's fucking wild. Damn. See, Naked and Afraid, like this season, there's only one guy who's like, this is not a socialist game. Why are we sharing things? And they fuck, everybody fucking hates that guy. <laughs> everybody else is sharing all their food and like being a, a kind of a community, even though it's a competition. And they just hate the guy who's actually trying to like, okay, we're here for money. I'm going to win. Yeah it's that part's weird to me, but like how, how long do you think you survive out there? Not a day. Wouldn't even do it. There's zero oh, yeah. chance. It starts raining, freezing rain. The first day they're out there. Fuck all that. Noise. Oh man. Yeah. They're like they're just sitting under leaves, freezing their asses off. One, one lady nope. had hypothermia in Africa. You can get hypothermia in Africa. Apparently I didn't even know it was possible. And they take her temperature 93.3. What? Yeah. It doesn't seem healthy. No, they, she had to tap out. She got med tap. They call it. That they, some of those people had to like leave because there's like the Maddox coming like, dude, you can't keep competing. You got to get the fuck out. I don't of even here. like camping in a tent. That's what I was just gonna say. I won't go camping with you. If you fuck invite that. me camping, I if it's within driving distance, I might show up in the evening, party for the night, pass out on something, an air mattress, something somewhat comfortable, get up in the morning and immediately leave. I'll go glamping. My my mother in law and stepfather in law they got a camper. That's the the best that I'll do. Um, I actually went clamping once when I got engaged. It was the night I got engaged. <laughs> and uh, we did this like crazy, like high end. It was like an Instagram or like TP thing with like, oh. like air conditioning. It was the middle of the desert in Arizona. It was actually pretty fucking bad. Okay. Um, actually, maybe it was Utah. Fuck, I don't remember. I wouldn't want to go in the desert. If, there, if anywhere was snakes and scorpions, out. Immediately out. Costa Rica was awesome. There's scorpions everywhere. I don't know if I like that. I don't want that. Do you like fresh coconuts and pineapples? Do you know scorpions things can make you like your, your dick fall off? What? That's not true. Or at least, no, I, mean, I think it can make it go uh, numb. Like where you stop feeling sensation there, like so permanently. It can like, cause nerve damage. You just bang all night long. Your dick might as well fall off. You just bang all night long. If no, you can't even get hard. Oh, I thought you meant like it just goes numb. No, it's just, it's like, just useless. It's like you're wearing a shitty condom or something. You're nope, just like, I, just I, just, I read that. That was another, uh, while I was looking for Reddit stuff, I saw that. I don't believe it. Yep. No. Yeah. I feel like that would be more people would talk about that more if that was the case. I don't know. You we'll, should we'll be do the, some research later. You should be the um the face Scorpion of Scorpion Dick Skin. Yeah, you should sting. Like that guy who is the diabetes commercials. That you should be the face I of I should be that. Yeah. The diabetes. I should be the diabetes guy. You're no Wilford Brimley. I'm totally a Wilford Brimley. No, I no, got you're all no Wilford the, Brimley. The charisma. Wilford Brimley is Check your blood sugar. <laughs> Check it often. I want him to read me bedtime stories. <laughs> Just watch Cocoon every night. Uh, good movie. So the NFL top 100's out. And disrespect to one Miles Garrett. What number did he come in at? Nine, uh, 20. He's the 20th ranked player in the NFL. Well, who's ahead of him? Let's hear that. 
right, I'll let you know whether or not I agree. I, I was 100% anticipating you were going to have these, so hold on. NFL. I had it. I had it up, and then I started looking at Smokey and the Bandit. Um, so nineteen is Miles. So he's 19. No, he's twenty. Twenty. That's what I thought. Uh, Kittle is nineteen. He didn't have the best of year last year. I don't know if I. And I'm not buying that. I don't. I don't well, think- he got Max Crosby ahead of him. That's bullshit. Yep. Um. Josh Jacobs at twelve is fucking crazy. So yeah. So it goes Garrett at twenty. Kittle at nineteen. I don't agree. Fitzpatrick at 18. I, st- I don't agree with that. He's That's good. Close, though. He's I think good. They're, they're right. They should be in the same cluster together. Uh, Max Crosby at 17. Don't agree with that. Mm-mm. Stephon Diggs at 16, man. After that last season, though. Yeah. I don't know how you, but I mean, I guess that is his height. He's um, been good. Fred Warner of the 49ers is very good. But to, like, I, I would have guessed with how people view the middle linebacker position these days that he would have been kind of. Uh, Devalued. I mean, looking at this list, offensive linemen are wildly disrespected. Yep. But Tony was 106. You've got, I didn't even know they did anything past 100. Joel Batonio should be somewhere in, I'd say, the 50s. Do you know Do you know where DK Metcalf ended up on this list? Just take a guess, like where you think DK Metcalf would be on a list of the top 110 players in the NFL. Uh, in the 90s. 101. 101. Yeah, that feels low. I mean, yeah, he didn't have any sort of crazy year, but he's still really good. Nick Chubb at 29, I definitely not below Josh Jacobs. That's and not 17 spots below Josh that's Jacobs. That's stupid. That's crazy. But Aaron Donald at 11, okay. I mean, he yeah, he had a little Fine. bit of a down year. He is getting older. Trent Williams is at 14, the next offensive lineman. I got a lot of scrolling to do here. It's Lane Johnson at 41. Oh, my God. Yep. Lane Johnson at 41, and the next one past him is, holy shit. Yeah, offensive line got heavily disrespected on this list. Uh, Laramie Tunsil at 85. No, sorry, uh, Taron Armstead at 83, and then Laramie Tunsil at 85. Those are two very good offensive tackles, and I don't remember hearing anything about specific down years for them. So let's just go here. I'm going to go real quick, 11 through 20. You tell me. Yes or no, they should be ranked ahead better than Miles Garrett. Okay. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. No. Agreed. Devontae Adams. Yes. That's close, though, I feel like. I feel like that's they're right around the uh, same. I don't know. I mean, he played with Derek Carr and still did a lot. Trent Williams. Yes. Fred Warner. No. Stephon Diggs. No. Max Crosby. No. Minka Fitzpatrick. No. George Kittle. No. So he could he could easily be up five or six spots. Not after not for last season. George Kittle, based on his career, probably. Yeah. But you remember the players also vote on this. So there's yeah. a lot of this is the older guys are gonna get a ton of love in this. Let's see the rest of these. I mean TJ Watt at twenty seven is pretty damn low. Zadarius so Smith came in at eighty four, which is pretty good. I'm so like that's what I'm most curious about watching with the Browns this year is is the former Vikings defensive linemen that have been brought in. I think that will be the real key to whether or not this is, this team is different. If the defense is good, the sky's the limit for them. Yeah. Because it feels like the talent's there. And if, you know, if they, if it truly was mostly a scheme issue, like they all wanted us to believe last year. And apparently they all fucking believed it because they started talking about it in the media. Um, You know, we all killed Grant Delpit, right? But everybody else in the team has come to Grant Delpit's, back it was like it was too complex of a system like 
Grant's real dumb. <laughs> He's a simple boy. <laughs> a simple boy. Just tell Grant what direction to run. That's basically <laughs> what you want to do. See the guy in the back? Go chase him. That's him right there. Grant's grades wasn't very good. Um, I like Grant Delpit. I would love to see him. I liked Grant Delpit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about him personally, so it's not like I root for him in that sense. But as far as a player goes, he hasn't done shit. He has not been very good. No. He was, what, a third-round pick? Uh, he's a second-round pick. Second-round pick. Yeah. Mm. He was, I mean, like two years in a row, him and Greedy Williams. They, they were guys that were looked at before their final year in college as probable top 10 picks. Yep. And then they had bad or off years, and they ended up sliding to the second round. And I loved the picks when they happened. So, um, yeah, I, we, everybody's going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Obviously, the Browns going to go as Deshaun Watson goes. Just is what it is. It's the NFL. Yeah. Um, they have the most the most money spent on an offense in the entire league. Uh huh. If you know that top of the top of the list, so they have the most money spent there. How could they not? Yeah, I mean, how just, could they fucking not? Even restructuring Deshaun. There's so much money tied up in the line, the offensive line, and yeah. the wide receiver position. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson. They, they got Njoku. 30 new wide receivers this yeah. offseason. There's so many of them. There's yeah, so many of them. It's crazy. And plus, I mean, it's not like Amari Cooper makes shit. Yeah, and Nick Chubb got a, a, an extension, so he's not a cheap running back any longer. Everybody's fucking expensive. I don't get it. The defensive side of the ball to me, though, is what's going to decide. Bunch of high play, play paid players there too. Yeah, bunch of them there. I mean, they're. Yeah, like we said, they're going to be hamstrung money-wise, supposedly, quote-unquote. I guess we'll see. That's going to be the difference between whether or not they, like the defense will be the difference between being, I guess, middle of the pack to, you know, make the playoff kind of team or what we said last year, AFC Championship. They, they have, I think they have to make the AFC Championship or else they are probably kind of fucked. Like they, then they're off off of where they should be. You, you, you sign all these guys. You get this much talent in the door. You get Deshaun Watson. The Deshaun Watson window is now. Like this is when you can actually yeah. afford guys oh, to put around him. You're trying to go for a Super Bowl right now. There is right no more now. building. Yeah, this is. You're, so if you're you not at least getting to the AFC Championship game, I think it's kind of a failure. The problem is in the NFL, though. I agree with you. If if you just like okay, they have a a normal rate of health for the year, then yes, they should be. I don't want to say it's a failure, but that's your aim. You want to be at least in the AFC Championship game. The problem in the NFL is you just never know what's going to happen health-wise. You know what I mean? Kellen uh, Dobbs could be fucking quarterback in this team, you know, five games this year. And if that's the case, you know, that definitely changes the trajectory of where they're at. And you could be super unhealthy in the beginning of the year, fighting for a playoff spot at the end, become extremely healthy, and then make a run come playoff time. You know what I mean? This team is supposed to be a win-now team. You don't have that much time left with with who you have. They're going to have to make some really hard decisions coming up. Yeah, so, I mean you have a, I mean one right out of the gate is you got a fifth year option next year whether or not to pick up for Jed Wills, and he's got to be at least serviceable this year. He has to be. I thought they already declined his fifth year option. Oh no, they they picked up his fifth year they, option. They picked, well, they, so they have him one more year. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. So you pick up the fifth year option, but I mean, do you have a left tackle? You need to know. You know what I mean? Do you have a guy going forward that you trust? Or are you gonna? I still can't believe they extended Conklin. I I thought that there was a zero percent chance that Conklin got an extension. They just there's no way you can afford that. Can. Apparently, they're like the person that you work with. You like, I know he makes sound on, same amount of money as me. How is he driving a fucking BMW out there? It makes no sense. <laughs> His credit is trash. Yeah, there's no way that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, uh, Andrew Barry is just like that dude who just has under credit card debt, just getting bottle oh, service yeah. every weekend. Yeah. That's it's every weekend. He's like, give me another bottle of Conklin, please. <laughs> yeah, and then at home he's picking which utility he needs shut off each month. <laughs> uh, been there. All right. Um, 
What uh, we talked about what we could look at for it. I don't know. I just don't give a fuck about this game at all. And everybody's very excited. I know people are tailgating down there. It's a super exciting weekend with Joe Thomas going to the Hall of Fame. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Super excited to see his speech because he's hilarious. Yeah. And he's very good at this. Um, I wonder how much he talks about how bad the teams were. I'm sure he's going to make jokes about it. It's got to be, yeah. 100%. If you had to put an over-under on how long his speech will be, what would you say? 73 minutes. 70? He's going to go an hour and 15. <laughs> um, no, I, I would say he seems like a talker. I'll give him eight minutes. Oh, I was going to say closer to like, I was going to say like, 12 to 16 minutes somewhere in there. I think he's going to give him that 20. long. I don't know. Oh, I think you could, you could talk as long as you want. That was just looking up. What is the longest hall of fame speeches in the NFL? Because someone just a couple years ago went forever. Um, let's see here. I was just comparing it to like Oscar speeches and shit. So Ray Lewis. Um, they're not giving me times on here. God damn it. I bet you Ray Lewis talked for forever. Terrell Owens' non-televised Hall of Fame speech appeared to set a record. 40 minutes. 39 minutes. See, that's what I'm saying. These, some of these guys are just talking. Oh, shit. Um, so supposedly in 2021, they decided to start limiting guys to eight minutes. Oh, well, eight minutes was my guess. There Nailed you go. It. You win. Brett Favre's was 36 minutes. Jesus. Just talking about his dick. Yeah, well, most of it was uh, him trying to sell you on uh, government programs to build volleyball gyms. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the poor people of Missouri don't need that money. Yeah, I don't know. I and you know, I know some people are like yeah, American players football. I should play tonight. No, I don't want the good players to play tonight. I don't want any of them playing. No, I want them all to play one game and then go out there and don't be bad in week one. Fair. Other teams do it. Why the fuck can't we do it for once? How do you feel about week one? Because we seem to have the Bengals number, but we also week one seems to have our number. What? Uh, I, I I don't know because I don't know Joe Burrow's health status. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm praying that he's not available. Are they still rolling out Mixon? They're keeping Mixon? Yeah. That's wild. He's just a, a really prodigious piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, one of the guys who... Uh, Really looks down on him because he upholds the highest moral authority in the league is Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell <laughs> does not want anybody in the league who is, you know, not a good human being, which is also complete bullshit because we've seen time and time again what a fraud this fucking guy is. I mean, yeah. go back to the Ray Rice thing. They knew what happened and they didn't even do shit until no. the video came out and everybody got pissed off outside of football, right? Uh-huh. Look at the Dan Snyder stuff going. He's still hiding stuff about Dan Snyder right now. Dude, that video, the body language, if you're just looking at it the way we are, not knowing what he's saying, it's a lot of talking out of the side of his mouth. Way too many tummy pats. Wait, yeah. So what we're referring he's, to is today, Roger Goodell and Deshaun Watson at the Jim Brown Life Remembrance Celebration, which had was star-studded, by the way. I think Dave Chappelle showed up. There was tons of players, and she was wild. Okay. Um, but he, uh, they talked, and it was on camera. Hayden Grove got it, and there was about... I would like to count how many tummy pats. That was that Hayden right? Grove's video? Yeah, it was Hayden Grove's Good for video. Hayden Grove. They did a good job with that. Yeah. And uh, there had to be over under on tummy pats 13. If that was a woman touching me like that, I'd be like, this person wants to fuck. Yeah. Roger just kept touching his sides. There's a lot of midsection, a lot of pats, a little, some little rubs. And at the end, they said something. Goodell, you know when you say like your boy like, 
Yeah, and then took her home and I fucked her ass, like tongue out. Like yeah. that was whatever that was. That was what it looked like at the end. Like that was weird. Yeah, that was very. very weird. And then like, but, but before that, he's doing like a whole bunch of talk like out of the side of his mouth with that kind of sarcastic look in his eye. Yeah, of like, I mean, it just looked like they were. He was telling him, you know, shady shit's okay. Just don't get caught. Remember last year? It was exactly a year ago. By like off by like ten days or so. It was when the eleven game suspension came out. And Roger Goodell said the six-game suspension from Judge Tuell Robinson was not good enough. He needed to uphold the integrity of the league. Deshaun Watson should be suspended for a year, and we're going to redo this entire arbitrary process. And then they came down 11 games. He said, okay, fine, but he's also got to do this other stuff. Fast forward one year. In a year, and look, I'm not trying to change anybody's opinion on Deshaun Watson. Everybody believes what they believe now. They, they've landed on a side. I don't give a fuck what side you're on anymore. It, just, it doesn't matter to me. But I just find it ironic that in this year, one of the things that Goodell said was that he wants to see him show remorse, and Deshaun has shown zero remorse. No. In fact, it's been the opposite, pretty yeah. much. He's, he's maintained his innocence, which he's got a right to do. And now they're just buddy-buddy, and he's patting him on the side. And it's like, that just shows you what a fucking fraud Roger Goodell is. And I don't care that they talk. like It doesn't matter to me. But just next time something gets sent to the league office and Roger Goodell is going to be the you know, the judge, jury, and executioner for some you know morality issue... Just remember what fucking bullshit is actually is happening. There doesn't seem to be nearly as much vitriol from the players to to Goodell. Like they, I, I don't know what he did to squash that, but I mean, there was a period of time where Jerome Harrison was doing interviews saying if he was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. Yeah, there's there's the players aren't firing at him right now. I wonder why. why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and like it's not like the players' association really got a whole bunch of what they want. It's not like he made a whole bunch of concessions. That, that I. I don't think that, you know, retired players are getting the health care that they were fighting for. Nope. Um, none of the concussion stuff other than, you know, changing the actual in-game action to make it safer. None, none of that shit actually came through. Um, you know what it was? They can all smoke weed now. That's, that's all it is. It's like, hey, Goodell's good in our book, baby. As long as I can burn, that's all I give a fuck about. The only person who's mad about that is Josh Gordon. He's like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? What the fuck? You made an example out of me. What yeah. the fuck? Poor guy. They should at least throw nah, him like fuck a- him. I don't know. Fuck him. I, he wasn't like the best guy out there, but to keep getting suspended for weed and then right after that, everybody's just allowed to smoke weed is kind of fucked. Listen, weed's awesome. Nobody's going to say that weed is awesome any more than I am, but it's not a physically addictive substance. Yeah, you should just be able to stop. You should just be able to stop. You should be able to just kind of hang out for just a little bit. Just just a little bit. Like, I think all he needed was like a year. Yeah. And then he could have gone back to like what every other player does. Every other player smoked a fuck ton of weed yep. the whole time, but everybody knew how to get around it. It's supposed to be very, very easy. Just, there's just like a specific day you stop. And Josh Gordon was the only guy who just kept not stopping. Well, no, the problem with Josh Gordon was he came into the league under the substance abuse program. So that was it. If you're not in the substance abuse program, it was literally like a 60 day window where you can't test positive. So everybody knew a month before the six day window. You flush out your system. You don't smoke anymore, and then you're good. Some of the old school cats would use the Wizenator. Who was it that got caught in the airport? It was the Vikings running back got caught with a Wizenator in the airport? Remember? Um, I can't remember who it was Vikings but, running back. Yeah, it was I mean, the only one I can think of is Adrian Peterson. No, it wasn't him. But whatever. Right. Um, you know that that was how they all got around it. The problem with that is if once you get into the substance abuse program, uh-huh. you get random tests throughout the entire year. And Josh Gordon came into the league because he was in the supplemental draft and he had all the issues. You get busted for weed at Baylor. That automatically puts you in the substance abuse program. So he never even had the option. He just had to stop smoking. Yeah. And he refused to do so. Yeah. For like a year. Just stop for like a year. I'm pretty sure you get out of the program within a year, right? 
I don't know. I, I think once you get to a certain level, you can't get back out, but I don't know. I can't remember where he got to, to be honest with you. But either way, it's neither here well, nor he there. definitely got to the highest level of the program. Yeah, he definitely. If there is a Hall of Fame yeah. in that program, Josh Gordon. <laughs> he set records. Yeah. He if was, it was an arcade game, JG <laughs> would be at the top. It's like one of those shitty ones that sits on the edge of the bar with like yep. a nude photo hunt. Uh-huh. It's, it's just the the drug policy in the NFL. And he's <laughs> in the top, actually, like the first like top like four spots are all his, I believe. I mean, he never came back and really was the same at all. No. He never even flashed being really good. No, where he played where in Seattle, right? Uh, Seattle for a little bit. Uh, KC. KC. I thought if anywhere Josh Gordon was yeah. going to reemerge, it was KC. But no, he scored a touchdown last year in that other league. That one touchdown that pass. Other league, whatever league it was. Somebody threw a shitty pass to him and he caught a... Sh- was it USFL? I don't know. I don't watch any of that dog shit. No. This tonight, this preseason game, that's what it reminds me of. These like bum-ass side leagues. Pretty much. I don't want to watch any of that garbage. Um, speaking of bum-ass football, Baker Mayfield is about to get passed by Trask down in... Um, in Tampa Bay. And it's not because Trask is just lighting the world on fire. Apparently, it's just because Baker has sucked dick. It's wild. I am... I just I still don't understand how he can't get any of it back. He was not that bad the whole time. He had his rookie year was record breaking. It was yeah. really really good. Second year sucked ass. Third year sucked ass for a few games, five four or five games, and they, that was a pretty brutal schedule. Really righted the ship. Twenty twenty was really good to him, and then he has been horrible ever since. He's always been a guy who needs the ride on confidence, right? Uh-huh. And I think his confidence is just so low. Why does everybody hate him? In Cleveland or everywhere? I'm in locker rooms. Why do his teammates not like him? He seems like a like a nice guy. Mm. Like arrogant, but I you know, I don't know. I, I can't speak for in the locker rooms. Um I know that a lot of people around Cleveland who were close enough to him felt he was very phony. So okay. maybe maybe they're that they're picking up on that in the locker room, right? Okay. And then if you're gonna be arrogant, you better be fucking good. Yeah. You know, and I But he was. He, he was, was he was like one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he was. And you know, if you're his teammate and he plants the flag at midfield on Ohio State, he'd probably love that shit. You know what I mean? I would yeah, I'd get jacked about that. Yeah, that's that's the type of shit you feed off Grabbing of. Grabbing crotches and shit. Yeah, that's awesome when you're yeah. when you're when he's playing well and he's your guy. Yeah. But I don't think any like I don't buy any of the us. Uh, some of that shit carries you on the NFL, and they're like, oh, I don't think anybody gives a fuck once you get to no. the league. I think it's about like, hey, we're winning games, or if we're not winning games, then let me just get my check and stay healthy. I don't really give a shit because there is that section of the league we've seen it for many, many years in Cleveland. Right now, I don't think we're in that area. I think people got guys are coming here and they're trying to fucking win. I think people do believe that this I is a place. I hope so. This is a place where I think guys don't just come to collect a paycheck anymore. They believe the team's good enough to try to win. But it ain't that long ago. The guys who signed here signed for one reason and one reason only is because this was the retirement home. Yeah. They came here to get their check. And Not just, just players. Holmgren. Yeah, yeah exactly. Presidents. Team yeah. presidents. Team presidents. Fucking guy. He's going in this weekend too, isn't he? Is he? Or no, he was, he's up, he was up for, I think he made it to the next round of voting for Hall of Fame for next year. Right? Or maybe that may, am I thinking about I this wrong? I have no idea. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah. Who's going in this weekend? There's like nine guys. Let's take a look. Yeah, don't we even, don't know a lot of stuff today. Yeah, we're way. We usually don't do Thursday podcasts. This is we're, yeah, we're, it's been a while. We're off kilter, baby. Hall of Fame inductees, twenty twenty three NFL. What's the closest strip club to the Hall of Fame? I bet you that where that is fucking. I don't know fucking Canton strip clubs, but yeah, I bet you that they're they're bringing laundry baskets to collect the singles. Oh, and Canton strip clubs got to be fucking greasy. Oh yeah, greasy. Rondé Barber. Rondé. Oh okay, he was good. Is he the one who fumbled a lot? That was Tiki. Okay. 
Rondé was the the cornerback part yeah, of those yeah. uh, amazing uh, Buccaneers defenses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Don Coryell, he was loved a him coach. Godfather. <laughs> Chuck Howley, linebacker for old Chicago, started in nineteen fifty eight, went to nineteen seventy three. Took okay. a, took a year off apparently. Good for him, he deserved it. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, first round pick of the Bears in nineteen fifty eight. Joe Klecko, defensive end, defensive tackle, no tackle. He played everywhere. It's kind of badass. Seventy-seven to eighty-seven with the Jets, eighty-eight with the uh, with the Colts. Um, Terrell Revis. Okay, he was very, very good. Ooh. So then, who's the headliner of this class? You think it's Revis or is it Joe Thomas? It's gotta be Thomas, right? Gotta be Thomas. Revis ain't that far behind. If you're talking about like name recognition, and stature in the league, I mean that's that's a pretty. Those two are as good as it gets. Those are big ones. Joe Thomas was, I mean, like the, just the record of amount of snaps, I think, puts him over this because both were the premier at their position. Cornerback is a sexier position. Um, and those teams did win a little bit more. So maybe it's Revis. I don't know. I think it's helped that Joe went into the media and is such a public face now. Yeah. So he probably is the headliner. But if you're just going strictly on their career, Joe is arguably the greatest offensive lineman of all time. Joe had no down years, though. Joe was yeah. the premier offensive tackle for his entire career. Darrell Rivas was not the premier cornerback his entire career. But he was as it is the apex. He was as good as anybody who ever played the game. Yes, yes, I I fully agree. Like with, with the Jets, he was phenomenal. Yeah, but then like his years, like the Patriots, he was okay. His second stint with the Jets, okay. Kansas City, like nobody even remembers him being there. I don't, like, remember, I don't remember him, him in 2017 at all. Um. Let's see. Then uh, Ken Riley, a cornerback from 69 to 83 with the Bengals. A lot of older guys finally getting in. And then there's like really like um, Torrey Holt. I don't think he's gotten in yet. Hmm. And, and he was phenomenal. Loved him. Madden 02. Yeah. Part of the best show on turf. Team. Oh, yeah. I played with that team a lot. That was too. You could just literally drop back and just throw it up as far as you could. And you, you switch to Torrey Holt and you stop and run into the defensive back and then take off running again. Really? It was a complete cheater move. And you could not stop it. <laughs> Him, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk, yeah. Kurt Warner. That was a great team. Great team. Zach Thomas. Oh, plus Orlando Pace. Yep. Uh, Zach Thomas, middle linebacker with the Dolphins. He was f- really fucking good. Yeah, he was really good. Um, Demarcus Ware. That's a big one. That is a big one. He was the premier pass rusher for years, and he's the final one. And he had a very good career, like all the way through. Demarcus Ware strikes me as a partier too. I don't know what his after party is, but I feel like that's probably the one you want to be. Him and Revis. Do you remember where he went to college? No. Troy. Really? Uh-huh. I remember him being a first-round pick out of Troy, and that was around when I started following the NFL draft. I was like, who and where the fuck is Troy? Where is Troy? I was just going to ask you that. I don't know. <laughs> Let's look it up again. Yeah. More information. It's called Google, the Google, show. The Google Hour. <laughs> so Tuesday nights is a boat podcast now, and Thursdays we just Google things. <laughs> well, I searched Troy, and it came up as the Brad Pitt movie. Uh, Troy, Troy University is in Troy, Alabama. Oh, all right. Looks like a pretty place. Looks like a pretty place. Detroit Trojans. Fuck Alabama. Um, I'd want to bring up one more thing before we get out of here, and that's uh, you've heard like the Kia, you've heard these like the Kia boys. People talk yes. about that. All right. So there's like the roving band of bandits. They're all underage and they're stealing Kias and Hyundai's. Which like those just a couple of years ago were the the cars you got laughed at for driving. The Kias and, and Hyundai's. Those were the cheap cars that nobody gave a fuck about. Well, they're just easy to steal. That's why they steal them. It's not because they're like cool. But like, aren't there a lot of carjackings going on? 
Yeah, and I don't think those are strictly to Kias and Hyundais. I think yeah. they're, they're just extremely easy. Like, Kia sent out clubs, like old-school 90s clubs. People own Kias. Like, here you go. You should use this, probably. I heard about that. Yeah. I was with my uh, with my buddy yesterday. He was in town from Philly, and he, they sent him one. They were like, you should put this club on. They said, we were going to send you a security device, and it just came with just a fucking club. <laughs> um, but so there's a lot of debate on, on Twitter, especially right now, about how dangerous downtown's becoming and whether it's more dangerous than it's been in the past. And look, anybody with fucking two eyes can see that it is definitely more dangerous. This, this, what's happening to these Kia boys is fucking wild. Like they're carrying guns, they're shooting places up. They're like old school. Like it's like wild, wild west with these kids out there. How is how are they not able? Like if we know who's doing it, how are we not making arrests and, and shutting it down as as police officers? But like, I mean, the cops in Cleveland are. Very much underperforming. I know yes. they're they're stretched pretty thin, but There's like not a lot of them anymore. They There's... seem to have like didn't they just come out not too long ago and be like we've we've kind of lost control of the city. This is not going well. Yeah, I mean, dude, there was just a video the other day from it was one fortieth in St. Clair. It was wild. They jumped this dude next to the for no reason. Well, to take his car, but they like thirty of these kids beat the fuck out of this dude in front of the. To his credit, he got right the fuck back up and stood there like, what the fuck was that all about? And they beat his <laughs> ass for. I mean, it was a long time. It was a couple minutes. Like they Jesus. all jumping him, jumping him, overthrowing garbage cans at him. Anyway, he gets up. He's like, what the fuck was that all about? And then these dudes in mass pull out AKs and start shooting at a car going by and chasing the car down the street. This is all like fucking midnight on like a Thursday, 140th in St. Clair. And that's just one incident. There's a bunch of those that are happening. So um, there's people debating on Twitter right now whether or not downtown's safe. And like, look, you should know if you have a downtown place, you should always know. If you park in a surface lot, you're probably going to get your car broken into. This is the way it is. It's unfortunate. I live in Tremont. I'm lucky to have off-street parking. You park on the street, shit's going to get broken into at some point. It's kind of... Part and parcel living down here. It sucks. But I was getting off the Abbey Road exit like a week ago. And I can't believe I forgot to tell people this. And this is probably seven o'clock at night. And it's me and my son. And we're driving back from the east side. And there's like three or four Kias in unison swerving in and out of traffic. Obviously, they're stolen. Now, you can tell these are stolen cars. They're hanging out the windows, yelling at each other, blah, blah, blah. Look like kids, like fucking kids. They take off. I don't see them. I pull, get off at the Abbey Road exit. You know that is it's, it kind of wraps around over there and it comes out under the trib under the bridge by Tremont. Yeah, right by the Cleveland sign. Yeah, come around the bend and dude, all four of them are parked there, blocking the entire bottom of it, and they're taking guns out of the one and loading them into the other one. And here I come rolling up behind it with my son, and I'm like, oh fuck, you can't back up now. It's like a big windy thing to go back up onto the freeway. And they turned around and took one look at me, and all of them just took all of the Kias took off in different directions. Thank God that's how they reacted. Yeah, I know. Jesus, I thought it was gonna be like fucking the end of training day. And he's like sitting at the light, and they fucking pull up, and just just crazy, dude. I mean, like I guess the closest I've come to anything like that um, was uh, we were. I was taking this girl home after a show. Uh, it was at the um, congrats on the, the Nash. <laughs> there was no sex. Yeah. But yeah, sure. You guys went home and played uh, World of Warcraft. All no, I dropped her off at home. Um, <laughs> we 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 made out in the car. That was the most I got. But we probably deservedly after I nearly shit my pants in the car driving her because we were we were on Cedar like and Cedar gets fucking nasty at different points. Yeah, and we just get surrounded by like like twelve dudes riding motorcycles. And like they're like revving them up like next to us, and they're like surrounding the car. And they even like I'm at the stop sign. Two of them come like in front of me, like they fully surround my car. And I'm like, 
I don't know what to do. I don't like this. I don't like this. And she's like, are you scared right now? And I'm like, are you not? <laughs> How could you not be? <laughs> not be? This is terrifying. Well, yes, this is a very scary thing that's happening. Are you Are you that far gone right have now? Have you seen any movies before? <laughs> yeah. What, do you, what, what kind of shit have you seen? And then, like, thank God it turned green and they, like, sped off. But I'm like, as, as it's happening, I'm like, Lord knows what's going to happen to you. I can't believe the Star Boys put, bitched you out. The they Star did. Boys? The Star Boys? Yeah, the Star Boys were like... Bunch of douchebag fucking leather jacket crotch rocket guys from Menor that used to ride around do tricks on the freeway. Oh no, this this was uh more of like a an inner city kind of kind of crowd. An urban it was more gang. urban, yes. <laughs> urban biker gang. Yes. They weren't wearing cuts. <laughs> uh do you remember you don't remember the Star Boys, huh? No. It was like Star Boys were like they used to like all sit in like Burger King parking lots revving their crotch rockets. Super cool. Yeah. And then you'd be on the freeway and they would like they used to take videos of them doing like wheelies and shit like a hundred miles an hour, like wild shit. Um now they're probably all like fifty and still talk about it to people, like how badass yeah. it was. And once in a while they just throw on the leather when they when they went they get mad at their girl and they throw on the leather and punch the drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the leather before doing yeah, it. Yeah, do you you don't even know what I used to be. I gave it all up for you, babe. I'm a star boy. Uh, I don't know anything else. You got anything else? No, not really. Um, this felt like a rambling podcast, but I don't know. Hopefully people... It was a Googling it. podcast. It was a Googling podcast. Yeah. Remember, Tuesday nights, boat night. Thursday nights, well, I guess for you guys, Wednesday morning is a boat podcast. Friday morning, we now Google things. Yes. That's, that's kind of that's how, how we roll now. Uh, please score less than 33 and a half combined points tonight. I'd like to hit this parlay. And um, I'm going to eat sushi tonight, so... All right. I'm going to sit on the couch. Oh, yeah, you're still alone. Scumbag, still alone. scumbag week continues. Yeah, everything's dirty. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Later.